well. How you doing tonight, Nick? Doing all right. This is uh, int- going to be an interesting episode because this is our first uh, remotely recorded episode. And man, I'm telling you, I don't think that I've ever done anything as difficult. I mean, I literally had to switch out the Mac that I was using. Luckily, yeah, in this house, we got a backup Mac because... I left my power cable at your house, so that's fine. That you did. It's r- sitting right next to me. The one time we tried to so- do this remotely, you know. Yeah. It would be so much more convenient if that were at my house. And uh, this double USB port thing and <laughs> Macintoshes are To be fair, though, things pretty that interesting. normally would have worked were not working. Like your mic was not for some reason, we couldn't get it to recognize, but we did, and we're recording, so it's all good. Yes, I think it'll work out. But that's not why we're here today. No. Uh, there was another big conference. Only about, I mean, when was WWDC? Like That was uh, two a week ago? It was last Monday. Yeah. So, two weeks in a row of huge uh, announcements. Yeah, and you know what? I think this one is a little bit more fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, I mean, well, you have multiple companies giving announcements for their products instead of just, you know, we had Google give theirs and then we had mainly, we just talked about Apple, but so mainly one company versus a bunch of different products from different companies is a little different, but I think the, the level of how excited I was for E3 was more, I was probably a little bit more excited for E3, I think, because I knew there were there were things that were years in the making, like uh, that we'll talk about. But yeah, it's kind of hard not to be excited for E3 if you're into games at all, because of all the events in the year. I mean, you've got PAX and you've got the Game Developers Conference, but none of them do the companies bring you know all their biggest titles out, and I think get the most press, and also. It seems that there's like a huge focus on community engagement. You know, they in every in every announcement for every game, they really stress like this wouldn't be possible without you. Well, it, which yeah. is just trying to sell more games, but <laughs> it's still it's still a good sen- uh, sentiment, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lot of focus on multiplayer or some kind of co-op. Uh, mode in most of the games that were announced, uh, I want to say, right? Yeah, and and I feel like that plays into the popularity of games like Fortnite and PUBG that are mm-hmm. really focused on um, that Battle Royale style game that is uh, I guess it's something like an MMO, but it's not like a traditional MMO in the sense that you know, you think about an RPG as an MMO, but there's these massive online multiplayer games now that are short runs and yeah, you build up your player over time, but it just seems a little different to me. I mean, they're both equally as, as addicting, I think, but in totally completely different ways because you look at something like, um, like an RPG, like, a uh, what's it called? World of Warcraft. Yeah, like Blizzard's World of Warcraft, exactly. or you've got uh, the Elder Scrolls Online. Um, yeah, like those. Both of those things, those games, you have to grind, and you know, you have to really 
play it a lot and you have the same character and uh it's it's more of a a long-term investment i guess and the, mm-hmm. there's a lot of short-term investments in things like Fortnite or PUBG where it's yeah it's MMO but it's t- you're addicted to it for a completely different reason because you want to just keep um you keep doing the same things but you do them slightly differently and you get different results each time and there's no real end to the game you know you're not really striving for the end of the game you just you just keep playing you know yeah and i think another factor is that they're free to play and they're multi-platform across mobile and desktop so i think it uh it has a much larger audience So I think we should kind of talk through the keynotes and I definitely don't think that we'll be able to go into every game in detail. And I think we should just hit the ones that we care about. Right. You want to do this in chronological order? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to skip EA. I don't really have anything to say about EA. The only so thing I think we should start with Microsoft. The only thing about EA was the uh, Star Wars game announcement, which is going to that game is going to happen in between three and four when all the Jedi are being. Um, yeah. But that was, that was the yes. only thing from EA that, that I like, I was interested in at all. Yeah. So tell me about that one. Yeah. So Jedi fallen order was the only really interesting title that I, I got from EA. I didn't watch EA's um, E3 mm-hmm. presentation, but I did go through and look at the games and, uh, I'm always excited about a new uh, Star Wars game, but I don't know. Yeah, so it seems like this takes place in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Yeah. I don't know I, if you play as a, a young Jedi. That, yeah, you do. You play as a Padawan. Right. And, you're, and you escape uh, Order 66, I believe. And, oh. And so it's your journey surviving... As a, I don't know if this is going to be a canon, part of the canon, but or not, but it'd be kind of interesting if it was. Yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting period of time. Yeah. A lot of conflict, a lot of turmoil. Yeah, but EA was okay. kind of just meh this time. Well, you know what? I mean, I, I think the only thing that they really announced that I would maybe be interested in is FIFA 19 just because it's for switch. Right. Um, but I think with games like rocket league, do I even, yeah, I don't even play rocket league. And if I did play a soccer game, I think that's where I would lean towards. I would hope that you would get rocket league so that we could play together. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to get more people. I, play I need to try you. it. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely it's on tough. my short it's, list. It, you got to play it a lot. You got to play a lot. If you, if you want to enjoy the game, you, you got to play a lot so you can get better at it. But is it all online or um, is there like, there's a like, you can single player. You can mode? play a season, um, against computers. Yeah. Oh, cool. There's also a tournament mode that is pretty new, I would say. Um, but I've not tried that. Well, I think really the main announcements that interest me really started with Microsoft. And I think I think the game that interested me the most was probably Cyberpunk 2077. I would tend to say that 
everyone probably thought the same because uh, they had announced it years back or said that they were working on a project, that project in, we didn't know anything about it. And now we finally have this cinematic trailer for it. The graphics look great. I mean, it's in engine is not, you know, it's not going to look like that in the final form, but looks great. And the character designs looked interesting and the setting was really cool. It's like, you know, set in 2077, I assume. And there's Android humanoid people who are part human, part robot. And you could drive a cool car, cool clothes. Yeah. And, and I think more importantly, it's a first person RPG that I think would make William Gibson pretty happy if he saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely got really cool thematic looking shots in it that we saw. Yeah, it's very neon, and it's definitely got that that Blade Runner neuromancer feel. Yeah, which I'm all that about. That. I, I, yeah, I mean, I literally don't think I can get enough of that kind of dystopia. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, it's been touched on a lot in in movies and video games, but it's not. It hasn't been overdone like zombies have been overdone. You know, not yet, at least. Yeah, and so they announced that at Microsoft's event, but it's it looks like it's definitely going to be available for uh, PS4, PC, and Xbox One. So basically, on any platform, it's going to be cool. I'm sure that uh, Microsoft is going to have some kind of exclusive content. I'm not sure what I that is. I think initially it, it might get like a day one exclusive from Microsoft. Yeah, and then they also announced Halo Infinite. And you know what? They didn't really show any gameplay. No, that was, what they showed was was a beautiful, huge open world. Yeah, and um, you kind of saw some silhouettes to begin with, and then some animals, and then you eventually see Master Chief with his helmet at the at his side. And I was pretty stoked for that. Do you think it's going to be an RPG? Or I mean, Infinite kind of makes me think it is, but I'm not sure if it's yeah. another first-person shooter or if it's going to be a first-person RPG I or what. I immediately assumed that it would be a just a first-person shooter campaign plus multiplayer. But or is it an online thing? Because that's that's the trend. That is the trend. Um, and I mean, what do you think about that? You know, is that is that a good thing that we? Uh, are, are trending in the more open world RPG single player or slash multiplayer. Um, is that a good thing that we're going that way or? Well, so I, I'm fine with that, but what I really care about is that you're able to choose, like mm-hmm. you need to be able to choose like, okay, when am I going to join the online community? Do I have to join the online community? Um, I think one thing that's that's really important, and they kind of touched on this in the Fallout 76 announcement, is I want to be able to, to join the online portion on my t- on my terms. Yeah. So basically, I want to be able to level my character to a point where I feel like, okay, I'm ready to go out and explore the, the larger right. uh, universe and jump in and find a team. Yeah. I don't want to do the leveling, you know, from level one, if it is an open world RPG with nothing and then go out and, uh, and try to figure it out while there's also, you know, yeah. A bunch of trolls out there shooting you. Yeah. I mean, I'd be happy either way if Halo was 
open world RPG or if it was uh, just a more traditional Halo games. Yeah, and, and I didn't quite get the timeline. I got the feeling that this was kind of before the original uh, Halo. I think it's supposed to be right after the last Halo that featured Master Chief, like okay. mainly, you know. It it had that original Halo vibe though, like the world did to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not 100 percent sure when it happens. But yeah, Cyberpunk 2077, Halo Infinite, those were huge. Um, we also got Dying Light 2, Devil May Cry 5, um, Kingdom Hearts 3, a bunch of games. Which is that, on kind of every platform. Yeah, so those are like, you know, blah, blah. I think We Happy Few might be an exclusive. I, I remember seeing Step in development for a while. Looked interesting, but I wasn't super interested. Another one that I was interested in was the uh, uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um, that uh samurai like ninja game did you see that one i didn't see that one but ninjas tr- seem to be a, a trend this year this one looks really cool it's it's kind of like um assassin's creed mixed with well, i don't know some other type of game but it looks really cool maybe like neo um maybe a little bit i'd have to rewatch the trailer but um we can put it in our all these on our show notes. I have all these uh, YouTube links. But that one looks really cool. And the other game that I, uh, I had no idea was even coming out was uh, Metro Exodus. I'm a huge fan of the Metro games. I have uh, the first two. Um, yeah. So tell me about that one. Those are those are those are great games. Those are games where you can choose to be stealthy or you can go guns blazing, and it's a Fallout type environment where at least the first two are set in Russia and they're, you have to wear masks outside. And the reason why I like these games so much is that the details they put in the games are great. So you put on your mask, right? And you it might get foggy or something or wet and you can press a button and wipe off your mask so, so you can see better. And you can also change out the air filters in your mask because the air is toxic outside. Oh, and nice. And it, it has mutated things. And there's also an alien type uh, of creature that is in the game. Um, are they aliens or are they like mutated things? Uh, I don't know if... I think it's a little both. A little both. But uh, it's a it's a first-person shooter game, but it's all campaign so it's a, it's a really good, the story is really good, I'd say. Um, but yeah, so I was really excited about Metro Exodus and um, the other three that we talked about. But then there was Gears 5, which I kind of stopped playing after the second or third Gears game. So it looked cool, but I wasn't super interested in it. Yeah, so as as a as a PlayStation owner, I, I really didn't follow microsoft that heavily yeah i, I didn't um, follow uh, the sony sony's um so that much so yeah yeah i uh i, I think the conference that was the most exciting to me was probably bethesda's and it was yeah. just because they had so so much and they for me they really did better than any other uh vendor at the conference because they checked a lot of boxes 
Um, yes. First off, I, I feel like they updated all all their current uh, projects, and then they kind of talked about their future roadmap, and they even talked about a new piece of IP. Yeah. Which I, for me, what I'm looking for at these events is for all those things. You know, I I really want if you're covering a bunch of different genres, I want to see investment in all your games and um, expansion into new platforms. And then also I want to know what your roadmap is for the next couple of years. Yeah. And then every year, if you have a big tentpole year like this, I want to hear updates the next year that gives you more information. And I think uh, bringing Todd Howard out and, and, and everything that he had to talk about. Um, I, I think we got a good sense of, of where they're going. So I think we should talk about some of the highlights and I want to start with doom infinite because yeah. that trailer looked dope. Yeah. Um, I know you're a big fan of the most recent doom game because you let me borrow it on switch. Uh, I'd never, I'd played the doom games, but I never, I hadn't played the, um, that new one. And uh, I was blown away. I thought it was fantastic. I had a lot of fun playing that game, even though it's kind of a simple game. You know, you just, it's hack and slash, but with a gun. <laughs> but the yeah, and- environment and the characters and stuff was really cool. And I think we saw that plus some in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's called Doom Infinite. And um, the way that it was described on stage, the two people that were presenting said that it was, it had double the monsters or demons from the first game. I can't imagine. And <laughs> yeah, and and also it seems that it takes place on Earth too. So you kind of get some shots of some of the new enemies and then um it's also a whole new environment so it seems like what was going wrong on mars has made its way to earth yeah and that's looks really cool they didn't really give a lot of detail but they said that there would be more information at QuakeCon mm. in august so hopefully we'll be able to do a little follow-up then and and uh and Talk about what else we saw in that trailer. Yeah. The highlight for for me for me during the Bethesda um, presentation was, uh, I think it was Rage Two. Uh, yeah, can we talk about like the awkwardness of some of these presentations because they were almost hard to watch. Dude, I don't think anybody that was there actually knew who Andrew WK was. Well, that and too, I think but. That- uh, that was hilarious because the uh, watching the audience watch him perform, um, like I knew who he was, so like uh, I knew like what kind of music he he played, and um, he was so amped, and everybody that was there was so not amped. That was one of yeah, him. that was hilarious. If you can watch watch that, just like understand the, the music and all that, but like watch the the audience members. It's it's one of the funniest things that and. Uh, I think it might have been Rage Two, the the guys who came up and talked, and there was a really tall guy and a really kind oh, of short yeah. guy, and yeah, and the tall guy was so nervous. He was so nervous. I I felt bad for him, but like he didn't say anything for like thirty seconds. Yeah, but it was like if the mountain 
from Game of Thrones yeah. was nervous giving a speech in front of a crowd. Yeah. And it, and if he was standing next to Tyrion. Yeah. Like that's that's like the level of size difference. Like that guy was probably like I don't know, 66. Yeah. And the guy next to him was like 511. Yeah. So it made him look super tiny. Yeah, and that the the shorter guy was just waiting for him. Like he said something and then the talk, I don't remember their names. Uh I feel bad, but like yeah, he I think what happened yeah, I think what happened is probably their teleprompter like freaked mm-hmm. out for a second. Yeah. And then that made him even more nervous. And then they had that like awkward like 15 yeah, second and pause. The, the crowd wasn't like they, some people started clapping. Like, I don't know, they didn't respond quite as uh, vigorously as probably they hoped. But um, I mean, good for them to forget up there in front of those people. But um, I thought I just wanted to point that out because that stood out to me at the uh, while watching that. But yeah, so Doom Infinite was awesome, um, but they also came out with other awesome uh, announcements as well. I think probably the biggest and uh, closest announcement that they talked that they spoke about. Well, two of them are pretty close, but the biggest game is is Fallout seventy six. Yes. So Fallout seventy six is a break from the old title in that it is a hundred percent online. But as we discussed earlier, it's a it's a first person um, RPG. But the way they described it is essentially. You can spend time in the world and never see another human, but you can also spend time leveling up your character, um, getting it to where you want, and then joining a crew. And it seemed like their party size was about four players, so I'm thinking that's kind of yeah what they're envisioning as like the ideal size. And then when you are in a squad... What you're able to do is, uh, well, I mean, you can, you have a better chance of surviving out there in, uh, in, in the West Virginia landscape. And, um, they were also saying like, if you found one, uh, part of the nuclear code and you had a f- friend that had another part, then you could go and like nuke the enemies. Yeah. I thought that was really Cause cool. another big update was the, um, settlements. You can build anywhere on the map and not just in certain parts and of the map. And take them with and you. And take them with you. So that's, I think the nuke part kind of plays into that as well. Being able to nuke, yeah, and, uh, enemies settlements. Yeah. And I thought another interesting thing about that game was that there was, um, the the setting so it's set in west virginia and basically uh it's it's like shelter 76 that opens mm-hmm. the first one apparently and, of like 500 people yeah. right yeah and it's yeah so like it's the first one on the tricentennial of the u.s and um it, they were saying that when you're looking out at the landscape not only can you see like anywhere you see you can go to right but they were saying you can see the weather systems rolling in and i don't know from playing a lot of skyrim lately you will be standing there and it starts raining or a weather system comes in 
And there's no like indication. You can't like see it coming over the mountains. But evidently in this game, you can like see it coming from far away right. and like move to another part of the map and avoid it or go into it. And it it was like that in uh in in Zelda Breath of the Wild. You could see you could mm-hmm. see the weather on the on the map really really well. I just think that's a it's such an immersive touch to add into any game. Yeah, no, I, I was super excited about that. I think having online in Fallout wasn't I did not expect that at all. I don't think a lot of people did. So we did not get a Fallout game for Switch. No. That was the one thing that I was hoping for. I was just hoping for either Fallout, Fallout 3? 3 remaster. Yeah. New Vegas maybe. Or I mean, I really think that if they were able to do Doom Infinite, that if they had the time, they could put out fallout for for um for switch i mean but i have a theory about this okay so here's what i think i think the studio that it's working on wolfenstein may work on that game next like they did i i I think that that is definitely a possibility Mm -hmm. yeah right after that they they went into discussing the success of fallout shelter and kind of talking about how they have more players on Fallout Shelter than they have I ha- on I have all it on their other iPhone. games combined. I have it on mm-hmm. my iPhone, but I don't really play it anymore. Yeah, I picked it up the other day and started to play it a, a little bit. And I downloaded it for Switch, but mm-hmm. I haven't. I haven't gotten yeah. into it at all yet. But, okay, so let's talk about Elder Scrolls Blades. So when you go to the App Store right now and you look for an RPG... There's a lot of interesting things, but there's nothing that's quite at the scale of the Elder Scrolls. And, and, and you have to think, like, you can't really do that. You need controls, and you need all these other things. Or you create a whole new experience that hasn't really been done before. Yeah, and you kind of have to for that kind of game, you know? Mm-hmm. It seems like the control system is a little bit more complicated and more precise than you, a normal mobile game might be. Yep. So in Elder Scrolls Blades, there's a dungeon mode, and there is a there's like a town building mode, and then there is an arena mode. Yeah. And it looks like Skyrim in a lot of ways. It looks like Skyrim with amazing graphics. And I'm assuming like leveraging the processor in the iPhone 10 and the graphics and the screen, it's going to be an amazing experience. And the best part is, is that you can play it in either landscape or as they refer to it in meeting mode, meaning portrait. So everything dynamically switches. So everything you can do in either way or in either uh, orientation is, is the same. So I think that's really hard to do. And yeah. I think it's really intriguing that they did it. Yeah, you can play with one hand if you wanted to. Yeah, and they kind of made a joke about about that, and uh, it, it was a little cutesy. But I'm still really intrigued by that game. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to download. I haven't downloaded it yet on my iPhone, but I will for sure. Just to have it, I mean, it's free. Yeah, yeah, and so you can go to uh, PlayBlades.com and sign up for um, what they're saying is early access. I'm assuming they're using Test Flight to release that, and I'm assuming that they're probably only going to pick like a hundred thousand people to be a part of that beta. So 
I think the chances of getting in on that with how many people play the Elder Scrolls is pretty slim. Yeah, I agree. Let's see. So what else did they talk about? They spoke about Rage 2, Doom Infinite, Fallout 76. They talked about the Elder Scrolls Blades. And then he says, and then Todd Howard says, but we also, we don't just want to talk to you about the games we're t- that are coming out. Now we want to talk to you about the next games that we're working on. And so that's when they showed Starfield. And well, Starfield, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you could say show. Um, I, I, I think really what we had there is just Bethesda confirming that Starfield is a real thing that they're working on. Mm-hmm. And um, so Starfield, from everything we know, it is supposed to be in um, like a Elder Scrolls in space. Right. It seems like something like uh, what No Man's Sky probably should have been. Yeah, but I think it'll be more. I think it'll be more like. I don't know. I'm 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 speculating now. I, I I'm 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 expecting it to be like Bethesda's answer to Mass Effect. Yeah, which I I've been playing Mass Effect too. Oh really yeah, like it. yeah. Is so that, that for that's, that's for Xbox 360? Yeah, and but it plays on my my one. That's awesome that it's that it's backwards compatible. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, they flashed Starfield. They said this is what we're working on next. But they said, that's not, we don't want to just tell you about the next thing we're working on, but we want to talk to you about the thing after, that we're working on after that. And that's when they showed um, the Elder Scrolls Six. It was just kind of a landscape. And then they, yeah. and then and there's they no showed, title really other than Elder Scrolls Six. So, yeah. And, and uh, I'm assuming they didn't say, the title because they didn't want to talk about the region of, of Tamriel that they're yeah. going to be in. And, uh, I think that there's some speculation that it may be, um, Hammerfell or another region of the map. That's mm-hmm. kind of up in the, up in the Northwest corner. Yeah. Because it seems like there was a lot of coastline in that area. Yeah. So we should know something more about that game in 2020, probably. Because I, I'm you gotta think Starfield will maybe come out. Probably, let's say realistically, it's not coming out this year. So the earliest it would come out, uh, it, it it seems like it's going to be Fallout 76 uh, late this year. Then Starfield mm-hmm. late next year, then Elder Scrolls Six late twenty twenty. Yeah. So Elder Scrolls Six will probably be a PlayStation Five, Xbox next, next box, yeah. next box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, game. Yeah. Um. Well, that's another thing that Microsoft and well, we're about to talk about Sony, but they both kind of didn't they both talk about the next version of their uh, systems or that they're working on at least working on new systems. Uh, I think I saw something about Microsoft did mention their next system, but I didn't get anything more than that. 
I think Sony said that the PlayStation 4 is ending the end of its life cycle for them. Yeah, but I also heard something recently that um, they think that there's three more years left. So, Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to come out next year or anything, but I think that they're currently working on it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so Bethesda, probably the, my, my favorite um, presentation of all of them. Yeah, I definitely think so. And, um, well, we'll get to Nintendo, but first let's talk about Sony. Yeah, so I didn't, I did not get to, to watch Sony's. Well, so Sony came out pretty strong last night. They showed off, um, quite a few games, but really only three stood out to me. So I kind of want to focus on that. Um, the first one they showed off was uh, The Last of Us Part 2. and yeah, I saw that trailer. And it it starts with the main character kind of being shy at what seemed like maybe a high school dance, but given the nature of that game, I'm pretty confident it was not a high school dance. It was probably like but, a party or something. Yeah. And then she this girl says that people should be afraid of her and she kind of leans in to give her a kiss. And as she does that, the girl has this crazy flashback Mm -hmm. of this battle scene. And yeah, this game is, is developed by Naughty Dog studio, the people that made uncharted four. And prior to that, they made the last of us part one Mm -hmm. and they're known for really amazing, beautiful games and I think it's because Naughty Dog is actually a part of Sony. So, so they're able to really, really code to whatever the current hardware is. Right. And really, I think they have access to probably Sony's QA engineer. So, you know, they, they're they really close to the metal. And, mm-hmm. um, and it looks, it was extremely violent. And uh, the sound was very ambient. And it just looks. There's a uh, lot of detail in it, too. Yeah, and it, I, I mean, I think it was my favorite trailer mm-hmm. of the whole uh, show. Just well, because it was storytelling. It was it was real gameplay. I mean, it was like it was scripted in a sense. Like Ellie had one hit left at the end of you know the the battle, the fight that she was you know fighting all these guys. She had one arrow left at the end of it, and you know he was about to kill her, and everything also, went perfectly, but. It was real gameplay, I think. Yeah, but also, you know, in all those demos, like that and also the Tomb Raider demo, uh, they always show the player doing just these mm-hmm. crazy, like, series of events that the first time, like, when somebody comes in the room three and you're just, like, ducked down behind a yeah. wall, you just die for the first, like, ten times yeah. before you figure it out. You know, and, I, and there's mechanics that you know. Even in the when they first had The Last of Us, uh, there were some mechanics that didn't that were in the E3 trailer that did not make it into the game. Just something that's like, oh, that's a really nice, like, smooth looking um, animation that I just saw, but it, you don't really you don't see that in the game necessarily. Doesn't mean that the mechanics are, you know, not going to be as as smooth or as sharp. They just might be a little different than from yeah. the E3 trailer. But the E3 trailer looks incredible. Like, one yeah. of the most realistic-looking games I've ever seen. 
Yeah, it was it was really beautiful. I'm really looking forward to playing that. And and I've actually never played Last of Us Part One. Oh, you gotta get on that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, but Alex has that, and I'm definitely gonna borrow it and check it out. Yeah. Um, and so the next trailer that they showed was well, I, I'm not saying in order, but they showed um, Death Stranding, and you know I saw an earlier trailer oh, of this game. Isn't that the? Um, so I think that's the new yeah. Hideo Kojima game. Yeah, and, and what was the other game that he made? Uh, oh, oh, Metal Silent Metal. Hills. He worked on Silent Hills. Yeah, and, so he Silent was like Hill. the main guy working on all those games. Yeah, so I don't, I don't really know anything about this game, but evidently there are these creatures that walk around, and they're like shadow creatures, and they have um, hand feet, which is mm-hmm. super weird. Hand feet are never, never something I want to run into, and then. They he has this like baby in a pod, and I don't know what it is, but this game looks freaky and weird, and I don't know if it'll be any good or not. But it left me intrigued for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I remember that early teaser, and I had absolutely no idea what was going on, but I wanted to play it. <laughs> yeah, and and then the last game that really intrigued me. Well, I think we need. To mention uh, Resident Evil 2. They're doing a remake of that game. And um, any Resident Evil that features Leon, I'm excited about. So I think that game will be good. Yeah. And um, it looks to follow the plot of the original uh, Resident Evil 2. I'm sure there's new elements and some variation, but it looks interesting. Yeah. But then I think, you know, they kind of teased Spider-Man last year, and then they showed way more of it this year. And it looks like one of those games where they're like, hit square, hit square, hit square mm, to yeah. do a lot of the stuff. But it's, it's I don't think it's there for depth of gameplay. I think it's there to show off what's possible with the, with the PlayStation 4 Pro, and the Spider-Man games are always fun. So oh, yeah. I, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. And Spider-Man kind of has a deep history with Sony because Sony owns the right to Spider-Man and even even on the PlayStation 3 that it had that PlayStation or it had that Spider-Man font kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I, I I remember that now that you're saying that. So the last event that we've watched so far is Nintendo. And I think that, you know, being the Switch lovers that we are, that was the one that we were really waiting for. And yeah. honestly, I was I was excited about some of the things, but it kind of let me down. I was I was really wanting some new IP that was going to blow me away. For some reason, I don't I don't know. I thought they were going to announce something. Yeah, or at least I thought we were going to see more of metroid yeah that i'm that's probably my most hyped game for the switch for me yeah and we didn't get anything and that was that was a little rough because it seemed like every game that they showed off 
was heavily focused on multiplayer mm-hmm. and it was heavily focused around the interaction between multiple switches and i i i was really intrigued by the mario party demo because mm-hmm. I, I think of all the games i mean i'm interested in smash brothers and i like smash brothers but the mario party game looked really fun yeah and, and, and it the, has to come out on switch like we knew yeah. like that there was going to be a mario party game i was relieved to finally see some details about it yeah, I did not think that you would be able to like. Did you see the one demo where you could take two switches and put them together, and like the yeah. level would extend from one to the other? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mario parties uh, always fun, but you always lose at least one friend every time you play. Yeah, and then they also announced. Uh, well, they didn't announce it. They'd already announced Pokemon Let's Go, but I, I think it makes sense the name. So they have Pokemon Go, which mm-hmm. is a huge success. Um, not Nintendo, but the Pokemon Company, which, you know, is kind of separate from Nintendo. And um, I think it makes so much sense it's called Let's Go because there's so many, like, Pokemon Go elements. There's no – you don't battle the Pokemon to catch them like you do in the games. You You catch them with a ball. And you can catch them with a friend, too. So, like – they have this new controller that looks like a Pokeball, but it's got a joystick. And then yeah, I'm not going to use throw- that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> I think it looked cool. I don't um, know. It's just an extra thing that I don't need to buy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think Let's Go is a definitely an appropriate name because the focus was on essentially playing Pokemon Go with your friends. Well, I think that was more of an in addition. Like, you can find Pokemon and then transfer them over to the game. But I think the game is like... They're coming out with another Pokemon game that's more closer to the original games. There are RPG elements to this, but the way you catch Pokemon in this game is you wander around the map and you throw the ball. So there's not like battle the Pokemon and catch them. It's it's Oh, I see what takes, you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, it yeah, takes yeah. like more of the catching element. Yeah. That's a part of it. But it looked really fun. I, I have never really played a lot of Pokemon games in the past besides Pokemon Go. But I did really? think that, uh, yeah. Well, You can play it on your iPhone. Yeah, no, I have I like the original Pokemon games on Go. my iPhone. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, and That's also, crazy I, that you haven't played them. So. <laughs> also, you have an emulator that works on your iPhone? Yeah. I it's can't. web-based. Oh. But it looks like an app. Yeah. Yeah, I used to have one, but I don't have one anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was interesting. Mario Party. I was really excited about Smash Brothers. Um, and then they also announced uh, Hollow Knight. You said on uh, for Switch. Yeah. So Hollow Knight is uh, it's a platformer. It's all hand drawn, and there are some like RPG elements to it too. Um, I think it looks really, really cool. Um, it's really beautiful and essentially you're going to be able to get, um, all the DLC that came out for the PC last year on the switch game. So I really like those hand-drawn games. Like I think Cuphead is also hand-drawn. Cuphead is great, yeah. Yeah. And, and anytime there's something that artistic, I think it makes for really interesting gameplay and, um, I'm excited that that's that that's coming to the switch. Yeah. 
But the but the main thing that Nintendo wanted you to know is that they're coming out with Smash Brothers, and it's going to have every character every that you play. Character. Yeah, I was that, watching it at work, and I just kept going back to what I was working on, and then back to the presentation. It was just another character, another character, and they just kept went through every character. I think every yeah, single character. Yeah, and I feel like they did that because they didn't have a bunch of new stuff to announce. And yeah. and what's 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 the most disappointing is there was no there were no third party games that were focused mm. on the North American market. Like there were yeah. there were some third party presence, but it was largely uh focused on the Japanese market, I think. And also Nintendo's going to be different from everyone else just because they're Nintendo. So, but Nintendo is notoriously uh tight-lipped about stuff yeah well i think it kind of made their presentation seem overwhelming um i mean not overwhelming underwhelming and i was a little disappointed so i would have liked to have seen um i i want to hear more third-party titles coming to the switch and i want to um well, as you mentioned, I want something new from them. So overall, I think if if we had to rank the uh, overall showcases, I would say uh, for me it would go Nintendo, and then I'm biased towards PlayStation. So for me, it would go. Excuse me, it would go Bethesda. Then uh, Sony, then Microsoft, and then Nintendo. Uh, what about you? The same, except Sony and Microsoft are switched because I don't. I'm not going to be able to play Last of Us Two. So <laughs> yeah, and, well, and and <laughs> or so Spider Man. Yeah, and if so, cons if consoles were no issue, and I had an Xbox. Uh, then my rating would be the same as you. And honestly, overall, I'm just going to go ahead and say, oh, and there was one other game that we haven't talked about yet. And you said that you wanted me to get it. It's a VR game. It's like a sound blaster or sound sword or yeah. what was that? What was that? I game think it might've been oh. called blades, honestly, because you have, you use the uh, PlayStation VR, like handheld things. And you have blades that come out, and it's I think music based, but these blocks come at you, and you have to slice them. Uh, in VR, you have to slice them in a certain way, and they're coming at you pretty fast. But it looks like you have two lightsabers, and it looks like an incredible Ye- amount of fun. Oh yeah, it's called Beat Saber. Beat, Beat Saber. Saber. Okay, sorry. That looks incredible. Yeah, it looks like it's so much fun and so simple, but you know VR is going to make it much more interesting. I think. Yeah, it it also kind of reminded me of Thumper. Yeah, it's a rhythm rhythm game, but you're actually moving to accomplish what you want. Yeah, it kind of seems like a next-gen guitar hero. Yeah, exactly. But overall, liked E3. Enjoyed it. Yeah, I think they should keep doing them. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next year.